0: Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Holly. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to The Brain Factor, and today we're going to be talking about a number of different things, but this is the episode, it's the one about emotional clutter. Yes. We are going to talk about some physical spaces and spaces in our mind. So Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about built environment? Yeah, so built environment
1: is uh, something that I recently got into, and I know we've talked about it because you're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because it's one of those that's not a straight line from point A to point B, right? So if, if any of the listeners or viewers out there know about built environment, they're probably like, what does this have to do with mental health, right? Because at its core, that is a, uh, like on a macro level, that is a planning and zoning community planning term, right? Um, so it, it has to do with usually uh, has to do with like roadways and sidewalks and housing and the density of that and what what is in like a green space right what is in the plan of the environment for the community right
0: yeah so I think that right away related to mental health or health that makes me think of how is your community Built, are there accessible clinics, hospitals, exactly. doctors?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's access to care, mm-hmm. right?
0: But access to anything. Do you have
1: access yeah. to playgrounds? Do you mm-hmm. have access to, you brought up a really great point when we talked about this um, at brunch, the um, uh, uh, the grocery deserts,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Food deserts. Yeah. Food deserts. Yeah, yeah. 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 So when you live in a place that doesn't necessarily, wasn't put together with a plan in mind and just grew up, um, sometimes there's no grocery stores available and there's no public transportation. So if you're lacking resources, you're probably spending double and eating, you know, from the Circle K. Right, right. So we're so
1: we're going to, you know, gas stations if that's what's available, right? Yeah. It's the interconnectivity of all of those things that right. exist in our physical community and our environment, mm-hmm. it's even like our... Um, Housing structure, right? Is it an apartment? Is it a house? Is it a townhouse? How close are they together? What kind of yard do we have? Like all of that. Like, not that one is better than the other. It's just the relationship between all of those things goes into our built environment and has consequences on our health and wellness, both positive and negative. One, a great example is so, so when I used to, where I used to live was across the street from a Publix. Mm-hmm. You could see mm-hmm. it, right? Um, and, and it was right across the street, but it was a four lane road. And it was a median down the center and no discernible crosswalk where I was, um, where the neighborhood I was in was uh, located versus where the Publix was. Um, So despite being that close, you know, I would still do Instacart or, you know, Uber Eats or not go to the store (laughs) and just make do, right? You know, it was less frequent trips than you would think. Mm -hmm. But where I live now, A mile away, you can't see it, it's a mile, uh, down a lit walkway, sidewalk, bike path through a neighborhood with a crosswalk and a light at the end is a Publix. And I walk there far more frequently than I ever did when I lived across the street from one, because the accessibility was different, yeah. right? So, so the access to grocery, the access to fresh foods, access to green space, access to really any of that, public transportation, mm-hmm. um, healthcare, all of that is is built in, right? So, so then how do we get from there to something that's that's more individualized? and impacts um, our own like emotional and mental clutter and, and what that looks like, right? So the concepts of built environment exist in our homes yeah, as well. The, yeah. yeah, so they're in the homes as well. So what does that look like? I that? don't know,
0: it could be like when you're house hunting or apartment or looking to rent or buy, you're like, well, I need three bathrooms exactly. and four bedrooms and yes. I want to have a TV room. and Sure, or like I need a downstairs
1: Bedroom because X Y Z family member who either lives in the home or is going to come to visit has mobility issues, right? So that I just want to have them
0: far away (laughs) from me, or I don't want them upstairs (laughs) in my space. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) But that's built. No one like that that ever comes to my house. Not at all. Um, But like, what
1: you know, that's our built environment. Like, what does that look like? Can I, you know, if I have young kids, maybe it's a concern for me. Can I see the living room slash play space from the kitchen? Right.
0: Yeah. Where do I have a backyard that's fenced in or a backyard at all? Or a yard, is it safe? Right,
1: right. Do I have a spot for my elliptical machine? Right. We see immediately how mm-hmm. that our built environment in our house is going to impact um, possibly our, our health. Right. Um, and 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 then getting back on the macro scale, am I in a neighborhood that has amenities? Is there a fitness center? Is there a pool? Right. Yeah. Those things. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's inside the house. It's outside the house. And then it's also pieces that we create. Um, on the day to day, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where we, we um, on that scale, we first start to see the idea of built environment show up in interior design, right? Mm. Or even just um, trendy habits of interior spaces, right? So like um, feng shui has been around for centuries, right? But it became very trendy and is absolutely part of that built environment um, conversation because it's about how things are built and how we utilize the space and the energy flow through the space and the shape of things and the materials we're using. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we've talked about Marie Kondo. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Row it out. If it doesn't, doesn't spark you joy. joy. Right. Yes. And you can't
0: do that with people. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me to clutter. Yeah. So that's what Marie Kondo is trying to attack. Sure. She's clutter, like an organizational spaces, expert or something. organization. Cause, I need her at my house, so uh, because I think clutter is like this pen. <laughs> so please don't come over. <laughs> and there's a there's a big difference too when you're talking about clutter in my clutter or your clutter because mm. you know um, my husband's clutter really bothers me, but mine doesn't. <laughs> so
1: because <laughs> you put it there, because
0: I put it there, and it was a decent spot. So right. you know, but. I was. We were talking about this a little earlier, and I was thinking about that, too, because he likes to put stuff on the, the counter in the kitchen or the island that we have. Mm. And that bothers me. Yeah. It really bothers me. <laughs> Even I don't want to put my stuff there because that's a spot that it shouldn't be there. Sure. So I'm always complaining to him, get your stuff off the counter. Meanwhile, in the corner, in the dining room, beyond the wine rack, is a big thing of cricket stuff. Right, so, but that's okay. But that's, that's okay because I put it there. She put it there. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know it's funny because the counter—that's—that's that's a thing in my house too. My husband yeah. has piles of mail, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Why do we save every piece of junk mail? Like yes. he sorts it, like in piles and clutter, and I'm just like, ah. And I walk in, and the house—you could. Possibly, you know, eat off the floor.
0: And yet, right. I think it's a
1: disaster. Oh, yeah. Because there's a
0: pile of mail on the couch. I'm like, we live in squalor. It's like, <laughs> really, Joy? It's one pair of shoes. <laughs> He'll always tell me, I want to live in a world where it's okay for me to put my shoes where I want to. I'm like, no. Listen, <laughs> there,
1: there is that world. It's called being single. Yes. <laughs> and you can put it wherever you want. <laughs> but, but no, I, and you just know, funny you bring up shoes because that's, I think that's, like a really good, I'm thinking of something that happens in my house that is really indicative of how all of this impacts like our stress level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we joke all we want about like the things that like irk us, but those are the types of things when they're in our own physical environment, in our safe space, which mm-hmm. is our homes, how they really can increase our stress level be triggers for anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, restlessness, all of that. Right. So we have a, um, like a shoe tray coming in the, yeah. in the garage door. Right. And so, cause we try not to have the shoes on the carpet and all of that. And over time, those, there's only three of us, those shoes pile up like it, like a, like a small army lives there and they spill out of the shoe tray and they go out. And again, the rest of the house No girl, be,
0: earlier you were telling me about this shoe thing and listen, I was on board with you, but I thought it was like at your front door. Well, it is. This is, is that in the is,
1: garage? No, no, no. It's, it's inside the garage door inside the house. That's where we enter. We come into okay. the garage. It's in, so it's in the kitchen, basically. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I'm yeah, got, You got me
0: back. Thank I'm on you. your side. Yeah,
1: please stay with me. Stay yeah, with me. I'm stay um, with you. <laughs> I need an ally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so it spills over onto the floor <clears throat> and I can walk in And that's all I see. Oh, yeah. And um, I become a crazy person who's yelling at people to bring shoes upstairs because our house is, and I quote, a disaster when (laughs) literally everything else is completely fine Mm -hmm. and it's really just a pile of shoes. It's Um, your trigger. But that's my trigger. So I, I kind of need that. That's the first thing I see. It sets the tone for me to just feel calm when I'm walking in my space. Yeah. Like you always say, it's different. You know, these these things that we talk about um, um, are different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really about it's not about like oh, put all your shoes away, right? It's about like what's the shoes for you? What are the things in your environment that are causing you stress? And I think it's okay if it's not logical to other people, right? Mm-hmm. It's just if it's not hurting anybody, right? Let's let's mm-hmm. let's go ahead and take care of those things in our environment that are causing us stress because yeah. that. It's you know, it's it's absolutely been shown. So personal control, this is what the studies have shown. Personal control, socially supportive relationships, self restoration from stress and fatigue are all affected by the properties of built environment. They're all impacted by what's happening in the physical space around in us. And the macro and the micro level. Yep. on all mm-hmm. levels, right? So all of those things are impacted by um, like how, what community we're living in and all of those things we talked about in the beginning. Hmm. And they're also impacted by what's happening inside of our, the physicality of inside of our house. The other thing I found super interesting is there's so many, and I, I found this interesting, I don't know what the right or wrong answer is, but in the context of the trendiness of Like tiny houses, right? Yes. So there's so many studies fascinated by those. I am. Those people own nothing. Like how I don't understand how that happens. That is my dream. No.
0: To own nothing except what I need. Trying to return the favor and be an ally to you here, but I cannot get behind tiny houses. I don't want to live in a tiny house. I want my house as sparse as a tiny house is. I want to do like a photo shoot
1: in a tiny house, but I don't want to live in it. Anyway, I digress. No, I'm not living in it. Um, Um, But the studies have shown that our psychological wellness is improved. We're we're mentally healthier in spaces where we have, and I loved it. I'm going to say direct quote because I loved how they worded it in the Mm -hmm. study, room to wander. Mm. right? Like the physical wandering, the walking around, the pacing when you're thinking, the being able to sit in a different space than somebody else, being able to like physically move within your environment, you know, I, is been proven to be um, very beneficial to us for emotional health and wellness. For me, that really resonated because I work from home. Yeah. So my, my home space, so many people who work from home find a little corner and jam a desk in there. Right. Um, and I, I, I needed a larger space, mm-hmm. even if, that didn't make logical sense to the rest of the family, or it was taking space away from somewhere else in the home, right? I needed space to wander, yeah. and I didn't realize that's what I was seeking until until I really looked at that study. Like, oh, that's an actual thing, you know? Oh, this is my problem. So maybe the tiny house people they wander outside. I don't know, but <laughs> but you got to wander. You got to you got to be able to wander and move around that. So when we when we talk about concepts like built environment we tend to feel like well i'm stuck with some of this what can i really do right and so those are some of the things that we can do is mm-hmm. is create some um space within whatever square footage that we have knowing that like our
0: our brains and our bodies want to wander yeah. um, and to allow that to happen i, just, I think is. Important. i wonder how that um plays out like from a from a position of privilege or not Mm. as privileged, having, you know, more space or being able to control. And I, I really think that can, um, be a lot, impact the mental health of someone with less resources.
1: Absolutely. A thousand percent. I think that's a very real thing that, you know, there's, there's only so much that you can do with the resources that you have, right? Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a friend right now, a, a colleague, who is, um, uh, and, and they, they have resources, but she they're building a home, right? Yeah, so they're and in a temporary. so they're in a um, temporary, very small apartment, because they didn't necessarily have the resources to pay for a, big a house, home of a suitable and size build a house, and build a house and yeah. all that. So they're crammed in this little tiny apartment. She works from home. she's three small children and get this, a pet raccoon, like legitimate. She has a license. Can you have a Yeah, pet she's raccoon? got like a whole license and everything for it, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, but that's a lot happening in a tiny apartment and she's working from home because our team works from home. Um, and so, you know, her built environment is, absolutely doing her no favors right now you know mm-hmm. she's uh, things that did not stress her out previously and will not stress her out when she gets into the larger home whenever that's finished are right now so overwhelming and and to me that was just such a case study on um, what it does to our tolerance level yeah. right how how when we have the clutter right when the when the stuff is piled up on the kitchen island or the shoes are are piling out of the thing like how does that impact our tolerance level, things that we normally can cope with just fine, little blips on the radar, if anything, become so overwhelming yeah. and so anxiety inducing. And then think about what does that do to our relationships, right? Yeah. Now I'm fussing at you. now I'm, Now, like my family is on edge. Now, all of a sudden, everything feels big. And and then we get into the arguments that start, right? Mm-hmm. And then you always, and I never, and you know, and then yeah. and then now we're looking at increased rates of anxiety, increased rates of depression. We're hurting our relationships. We're probably not getting enough sleep. We've previously talked about sleep, right? Um, so all of those things really connect,
0: mm-hmm. and so much of it can be tied back to the physical space. Yeah. So now I'm thinking about uh, uh, making a little bit of a jump from. The physical clutter and a parallel to emotional clutter. Sure. I mean, if you
1: think about that exact concept, mm-hmm. right? What are the things that we're holding on to mm-hmm. that are causing us? undo anxiety. Right. And how much of it, I mean, like your example is perfect. How much of it is ours and how much of it is somebody else's. Yes. Right. So if what we're carrying as our emotional clutter belongs Mm -hmm. to someone else, let them have it, let them have it, Mm -hmm. put it down. You know, I I think that's of course easier Easier said said than than done. done. Yes. (laughs) Particularly when it's people we care about. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's a real thing.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. Like with emotional clutter, or if it's emotional or just stuff clutter in your head, you know, it doesn't even have to, I think, be emotional. But when I get um, kind of overwhelmed at work or something like that, and then. I'm waking up again, impacting my sleep because I'm thinking about this needs to be done, that needs to be done, this needs to be done, da 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 da. And there's this whole list of stuff mm-hmm. running in my head. I, I don't know that I want to call that emotional because it's work. It's not really emotional for me anyway. Um, but maybe writing that down and getting it out of your head or yeah. So the trying ment- to- let's go
1: with mental clutter. Yeah, right? mental
0: clutter. There Cause, you cause, yeah, go. because so, This is why you're
1: here. <laughs> well, like the 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 you know. Uh, uh, Labeling it with emo- whatever level of emotion that right, is, it's right. gonna vary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not the physical clutter, it's that mental clutter, right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, setting it down. What does setting it down look like? Yeah. We know what that looks like when it's mail, when it's shoes, when mm-hmm. it's the cricket machine yeah. in the corner. But what does that look like when it's mental?
0: I don't use the cricket right. machine, by the way. <laughs> You're
1: yeah. like, I set that thing down
0: a long time ago. I, yeah. not every <laughs> single thing. That they sell and it's all in a corner. I use it like three times. Nice. <laughs> nice. Now we need a cricket project.
1: Yeah. There you go. Well, um, <laughs> But I think that setting, what is setting it down? Look, like? I love your idea of writing it, you yeah. know, because you are, that is, that is a way to ascribe physicality to mm-hmm. it. And then it makes more sense. We understand we are setting it down. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: and so I like that. Mm-hmm. Um I also think like. Might any, not want to write down like a hit list or anything. Listen, though. leave names off of that. Laura is, the, there's <laughs> this, uh we're crossing it out with my lipstick as I, that's <laughs> <So, so, laughs> so, yeah, <we're> <laughs> so what we're
1: going to put, yeah. yeah. yeah, put, put down. Yeah. Put down does sound. A little final,
0: um,
1: but, uh, but I do what? like. <laughs> I do like the ascribing like a physicality to it, though I do like that. But and, and if that's not what works for us, like there's you know all the coping skills yeah. that we've we've covered so far and ones we will cover in the future um, uh, um, on episodes, it all have to do with navigating. when things get a little thick, right. And, and we have to navigate through that fog. So, so I think any one of those, whether it's stress reduction techniques, whether it's, um, self-talk coping strategies, like, you know, any of that can really help us sort through. Um, but, but there's some things I think knowing that our physical environment impacts Mm -hmm. that so much that we can do proactively. Um, I, I, sometimes it's like, oh, this is the exact thing that's bothering me. It's the mail, it's the shoes. I'm going to focus on that. It's my home office, right? Other times we're just like, I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed, right? What is it? Um, so there are things that we can do that are science-based um, that I found some of them so interesting, right? So if you do work from home, are the placement of your desk and chair mm-hmm. matter a whole lot, right? So the, And they actually have a numerical value to the space right three feet from the wall i don't know why but that's what all the studies have shown that a minimum of three feet from the wall is where your desk should be try not to face the walls um, but with three feet you have room to wander you can stand up you can sit down your chair can go back so three feet is kind of the magic number for that right um allowing for movement noise reduction and this isn't just this is outside of the home office now this is just in general but noise reduction um, and, and I thought this was interesting too. Boundaries, if you can't reduce the noise, right? So if it's like... Um You know, like I I have a friend who lives with uh, her elderly parents and they uh, have the TV at like 84, you know, like all the time. Right. (laughs) Um, So there's parameters around when that TV is on and in what room. Right. So like there's sometimes it's carte blanche, like absolutely you live here too. Right. And sometimes it's like, hey, when I'm trying to do this... Could you watch it in the den, or could we not have TV from these hours? So it's having those boundaries that still give you what you need for noise reduction,
0: right? It gets a little difficult though when your um, partner, like that you're married to, and his name is Rudy, just refuses <laughs> not to, be specific to or participate <laughs> yeah. in that, and the TV's blasting in the sure. horror movies in the middle of the night. Well, I'm in Absolutely. a different room, but you can hear it all the way to the bedroom.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's the thing like and that I feel like that's like a whole other topic to yeah, unpack in totally a future is. episode. I know. But like but boundaries <laughs> are hard. Like having those yeah. boundaries particularly with people we love who maybe aren't doing anything quote unquote wrong, right? right. But we're having to get to that place where we're owning what we need mm-hmm. even if it's illogical to someone else, right? Yeah. Even if we feel like we're infringing on their right to exist mm-hmm. too, right? That's what that whole like Boundaries are hard, man. They're just
0: really, really. Hard. Oh, totally. And I'll make fun of him for the couple of things he does, but I like got. Uh, you know, you got be. I'm running the show. I've got all the rules. Like all of my stuff is just fine. Only like, his stuff listen, is a if problem. If you refer to page six, paragraph four of the household manual, you will see that you cannot
1: have your shoes where you want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sorry, Rudy. Um, but but, but I think, you know, it, so noise and boundaries is one thing. The other things that we can do is is in the decor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's so many studies. Like We know that like mirrors um, uh, make a space look bigger, right? But they also reflect light. Yeah. And there's a lot of health and wellness benefits to that. Those larger appearing spaces, we don't feel cramped. They reflect light. Light is always really good for us. Um, those sorts of things. Uh, mirrors in wooden frames, interestingly enough, because it's grounded, um, can help a lot. Uh, there's a lot of research behind having, uh, decor that is round, Mm -hmm. um, like bowls, uh, or round shaped decor because so much of our spaces as human beings are square and have squared off edges and walls and corners and Mm -hmm. things. And so that helps to soften that out. And then lights and smells is the, is the last thing, right? Mm -hmm. So like task lamps versus overhead lights, Um, and then some very specific smells. Peppermint is like across the board, apparently like a big one, um, for focus and all kinds of things. Um, and and it's interesting because it's energy and calm. Like if you look up peppermint, it's like, I guess it depends on what you need, right? (laughs) Um, peppermint's peppermint's (laughs) universal like that. Um, but, uh, but if you don't like peppermint, lemon also has some um, really good research behind it. And I absolutely hate the smell of rose, but that's another one that is, that is really, um, supported by research Mm. as being being a very good um, scent to have in your your environment. Um, So things like that, right? If we're feeling like we're overstimulated, if we're feeling like we're overwhelmed, if we're feeling like the walls are kind of caving in, paying attention to um, the clutter, Paying attention to the sounds and the smells and the and the um, the the lighting and the decor and all of that can be really important. Um, and then also understanding how those concepts look from an emotional standpoint too. Are we carrying things around emotionally that are that are affecting us the same way that a pile out in the living room is, is mm-hmm. affecting us as well so um, I think that's super interesting there's only so much that we have control over and don't have control over so I think that's probably the part two of this conversation um, That that is a whole other episode to unpack you know yeah. all this stuff sounds good in theory but what do we actually have control and influence over so we should tackle that next time yeah we should Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step. And we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.